Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. I learned a new word today, and it's one I never wanted to learn. Stricklandization. This should be understood differently from a word I'm making up right now. Burkization. Doesn't roll off the tongue, I know, but the former is where a bishop is given the boot with no resources or support from Rome in an act of total synodality, while the latter is taking a cardinal and removing him from various offices over the course of his career before having him declared an enemy for sowing disunity within the church. Both require outrageous levels of lying by the authorities in Rome. Both require a total lack of justice and charity on the part of the alleged pontiff and his lackeys, who are always men of, at best, questionable character. And both are perfect examples of synodality. Welcome to the ape of the church, folks. It doesn't get much better from here. Headline from Info Vaticana. Argentine bishop in the process of Stricklandization. All right, look, I don't want to live in the world where Stricklandization is actually a word that people are going to start tossing around to describe the treatment of good bishops who are only trying to do their jobs. But here we are now, I guess. And it should be pretty obvious that the church is going through some kind of house cleaning process where all opposition forces for, who, who speak out in favor of orthodoxy and decency are being pushed aside and pushed out. How the individual bishops react to this is up to them, but honestly, those who have been canceled should begin organizing with one another. Not to build a parallel church, mind you, but so that they can mutually support each other and support canceled priests until such a time that order and law are restored to the church. From the article, quote, The Argentine bad guy won the elections, the clown, the Pied Piper of Hamlet, Javier Millet, and the Pope who, although he has not visited his homeland since he left it for the conclave with a small suitcase, he is very aware of what happens there. He is not happy. He is not happy to see the little electoral influence that the Argentine hierarchy and clergy have, although they have turned to the Peronist candidate Sergio Massa, in some cases with discretion and in others, the village priests especially, with their pants off. The Pope is not happy, and if we pay attention to what our priceless tower stork warned us here, and in Argentina itself, the always informed wanderer, his discontent would have found a scapegoat, Nicholas Basai, Bishop of Puerto Iguaza, who has been notified by the dicastery of bishops that in December he will receive a fraternal visit as a result of some news that the Holy See has received with questions about the pastoral government of the diocese. Sound familiar, folks? The fraternal visitor will be the Bishop of Tumuccio, Chile, Monsignor Jorge Enrique Concha Callequio. What is besides sin? We don't know, but it doesn't hurt to collect the clues that the aforementioned bloggers give us. Besides a protege of the Archbishop Emeritus of La Plata, Hector Agur, who barely had time to collect his things and look for accommodation as soon as he reached the canonical age of retirement, and who since then has been very critical of the most salient measures of the pontificate. Closer in time, in May of 2023, the Bishop of Puerto Guazo sent the Argentine Episcopal Conference to report on the last plenary meeting of that body, where it visibly departs from the program that is being sold from Rome lately. With 10 years of Francis's pontificate behind us, it does not seem unfair or unjustified to us to suspect how Basai could end up, especially when the case of the Bishop of Tyler, Joseph Strickland, unceremoniously deposed from his see without canonical charges, is still fresh in our memories. No explanation whatsoever. 
end quote. That's pretty much the whole article. Look, I recently gave you a letter from Archbishop Emeritus Hector Gour, who speaks out publicly against Francis. During his time as the Ordinary of La Plata, Argentina, Archbishop Agur was an outspoken critic and often opponent of Francis. Other reporting on the treatment of Archbishop Bossi tells us that he speaks the truth of the faith boldly, a trait we generally would want in our bishops, regardless of where you think where you stand on things in the church at the present time. And for that reason, for speaking boldly, he is being sidelined by Rome. And just one example of this is that after a meeting of the bishops of Argentina, Bossi wrote that the bishops and priests of Argentina should focus more on teaching the faith and not on politics. Perish the thought. <laughs> Given recent political events in Argentina, you can see why this earned him a lot of animosity from Bergoglio. It's an open secret that Francis has no love for the new president of Argentina. Though, I do caution Catholics from liking the man too much. The new president of Argentina has publicly said he's considering leaving Catholicism for the religion of our so-called elder brothers in the faith which would mean a total rejection of Christ. It would be an apostasy for him to do that. That's not something any Christian can support, regardless of how good their earthly politics are. I'm not saying you shouldn't support him in his material things he does. All I'm saying is don't dunk on the guy for having a bad theological take. Instead, everyone watching should pray for him and for him to stay firm in his faith. If you love his politics and style, pray for him to not make a titanic mistake like leaving the faith. Anyway, an Argentine bishop isn't the only one getting canceled like this, though. Francis is continuing his annihilation of traditional religious orders. It's a project of his that's been focused on since the day he took office. So for that, headline from Gloria TV. Francis persecution. It's the Papa Strance Redemptorist turn. Again, we're all very focused on the treatment of a handful of good bishops and cardinals in the church by apostate Rome these days, and really for good reason. But the truth is that this cancellation of good voices by the Bergoglian false church has been going on since the day Francis came to power. It's been his playbook since day one, back in 2013. The difference between now and then is simple, though. One, we're all aware of it <laughs> when we weren't at the time. And two, the targets now are mostly bishops. Francis has until now focused most of his energy on canceling men and women religious orders for being too traditional. That's been the common denominator in his elimination of monasteries and abbeys you know, doing his best impersonation of Henry VIII until now. And this story is just a prime example of that treatment in action. So from the reporting on this quote, Francis has ordered an investigation into a Papa Stronzi Redemptorist Foundation in Christchurch, New Zealand. Newshub.co.nz triumphantly reports. Newshub is controlled by Warner Brothers Discovery and has launched a propaganda stunt against the Redemptorist. And the Vatican is more than happy to oblige when it gets an order from the oligarchs. There are wishy-washy accusations of spiritual and psychological bad things and unauthorized exorcisms against the Redemptorists. But the real reason is that they follow the Roman Rite, meaning the pre-conciliar form of the Mass that goes back to the 4th century, if not earlier. Now, former Toowoomba Bishop Robert McGuck in Australia will hold an investigation. As often is the case, the Vatican is using random accusations of disgruntled ex-members who blame others for their own failures. The Papa Strance Redemptorists were founded under the Society of St. Pius X, the SSPX, but reconciled to the Vatican after some more pontificum in 2008, end quote. Just as an aside, Papa Strance is apparently a Scottish word for priest, or so the various stories I've read about them in preparation for this video have suggested. It also reminds me of when there was an attempt to take down the mystic monks a couple of years ago, if you remember when that happened. 
The order was founded as an independent religious order that aligned itself with the SSPX to receive the sacraments and decided that things had changed in the church enough for them to feel safe about being canonically recognized by Rome after Samorum Pontificum was issued in 2007. And that turned out to be a pretty big mistake. The SSPX has always warned groups who affiliate with them from reconciling with Rome until the core issues that caused the present crisis in the church have been resolved, which makes sense to me, but Samar Pontificum didn't do that at all. <laughs> this is what happens when people assume because a decent pope is in Rome that things will be fine for the long run, when in reality, all it took was a new boss in Rome to start dropping the hammer on religious houses, which is exactly what he did to that group and to many, 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 many others, as I've covered here for the last several years on this channel. The core of this is their total animosity towards anyone who even looks like a traditional Catholic. We saw this in the rant that Mike Lewis of where Pacamama is, I mean, where Peter is, has gone on recently on Twitter. He publicly accused Cardinal Burke of heresy, which Edward Penton, the Catholic journalist who is very measured in literally everything he says about anything at all, challenged him on. Lewis was challenged to give one example of Cardinal Burke denying a dogma of the faith, and he couldn't do it. And instead, he went after Penton personally, and Burke for other reasons. Calling a cardinal a heretic without providing any kind of evidence is a grave sin. It's a mortal sin. The Bergolians call us heretics because we won't go along with their remaking the church into something new, into something of their own image and likeness. Our parents' and grandparents' generation went through that one already, and we, we're not going to go through that again, at least not by sitting idly by and letting it happen, because that's what's going on here. They even call it the World Church or the Synodal Church now. They are attempting to finish the job of remaking Catholicism, and everyone with the faith must resist their efforts, regardless of what you might think about various aspects of the present crisis. Don't participate in the sin of what they do. Don't allow them to take the spotless bride of Christ and try to remake her into their own diabolical image, usually for secular political purposes. Curious what you think about this. Do you Are, are you surprised that another bishop one who was a protege of one of Francis's biggest critics in Argentina is being taken down because he dared to suggest that bishops should just do the job of being a bishop instead of being involved in politics. Let me know what you think of all this in the comments, please. And don't like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. So to share this on social media, that helps a lot too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.